take a little time with you and hopefully spring is upon you or maybe it's been in your area for a while. There's this movement during this time of year, this migration of birds and I'm watching some of them outside my window (laughs) as well as a squirrel scampering up the pole and chasing the poor birds away from their seeds. But uh, there is a persistent red-winged blackbird that will not be chased away. There is someone in us. There's a part of our life that this strikes me right now as a metaphor for what I'd like to reflect on. Today's reading in our post-Easter time, for this is when I'm sharing this with you, is a beautiful passage from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, 13 through 35. Often referenced as the Emmaus journey, the journey to Emmaus a city somewhere to the west of Jerusalem. And two people, questions often are asked, who were they? We never hear of them again, or maybe we do, but without their names. They play an important part, and their lives are unfolding. They were from this moment, and they will continue to be. But there they are on the road. In the midst of a passage we might say a migration. The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The two disciples recounted what had taken place along the way and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Journey metaphor is one of the most ancient in literature and painting and possibly in music, other forms of art. You might consider your own journey now, paths that you've been on, roads that you've taken in your life, some that you've stepped out on with discouragement and uncertainty, or maybe the certainty of discouragement, that things have been not only difficult, but there's been failure, disappointment, and one of those terrible feelings that grip us and bring loneliness, disappointment that I or another made a mistake that just won't go away. In the middle of the darkness I'm reminiscent of right now is this incredible remembering that we have in Easter that out of the darkness of death, Christ has risen and the light of Christ is just breaking through right through today. It travels through time. It's, it's, beyond, <laughs> it's beyond the time of light. This is the light of the resurrection. And yet, um, we need time to take time with this journey. And all of our journeys are invited to the intimacy of the conversation on the Emmaus path. Two people are talking to Jesus, not a crowd. 
Often he spoke to many, sometimes only the twelve or then the eleven. Sometimes the two Marys or one of the Marys. So this engagement of women and men singularly or a few at a time was real. And here it is again. And they're discouraged. They're saying, don't you remember? Don't you know what happened the other day, yesterday in Jerusalem? Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place in these days? Cleophas says to Jesus. I don't think Jesus feigns not knowing. I think he wonders with them and wanders as well. And so God's active presence with us isn't asking us to stop and answer a question, but rather opening a question of life walking with us today, taking time with us on our own journeys. And one of the first things that happens on this road, maybe my road during your journey is, I maybe am frustrated enough that I begin to listen. <laughs> I don't know what brings me there, but something does. And it might be an ultimate moment of what's next. And when that question is not just a statement in the face of discouragement, it is an openness to the possibility of what's next. What did happen? What was going on in Jerusalem? What is going on in your life and mine? What is the path like? And then with the question comes listening. Quite striking, this really is a conversation. It takes place probably longer than told in the scriptures of Luke, but it's a beautiful one. And with a few questions exchanged and wonderment about how this could have happened, Jesus unfolds scriptures in a way in which he tells the story of the wandering people, the migrations of the Hebrews, the path that is taking him to the cross, the promise that there would be a Messiah that would suffer this way. These journeys become one journey, and our journey becomes one journey with this journey. It has already, but it does again when we, on our way, on our path, on our road, listen. And in our listening, begin to enter into that conversatio, an inner conversation possibly with ourselves and the Lord, who has stopped with us along the way. And then the beautiful movement after things begin to unfold, but maybe everything isn't yet clear. We're hungry. And the metaphor is real and the meal is well. They say to him, it's, it's late. It's getting to be evening hour as they're about to depart. Come join us at the table. And they go to a maybe a local tavern or one nearby. Stopping in there, the beautiful line that overwhelms me every time. They recognized him in the breaking of the bread. You see, my friends, if we believe in the realness of our own lives, and our own lives are real, often our discouragements are blown up and larger than they might be when we finally get to look at them again on the road with the light of Christ and the light of a friend. But they are real. But more real still is the bread broken by the one who suffered for us and suffers with us. This breaking in of a meal, this time, this listening, this entering into a conversation, this 
letting go of our hungers and letting someone feed us, admitting we're hungry and receiving somehow the bread of life. And then because it's true and because I love quadrants and then taking this back into the world. We don't have to rush the meal. We don't have to get up fast. We maybe have another question of ourselves or God or maybe we need to sleep the night there and then get up the next morning to uh, travel again on to where we're going. Uh, these two, uh, when Jesus disappeared, headed right away back to Jerusalem and to tell the others that the Lord has truly been raised. They say he appeared to us in the breaking of the bread. I would say in the breaking open of our lives, in the places where discouragement has me say something about nothing else can happen after this. And then something does. On our paths, on mine, on our walk, on yours, Christ meets us joins us, and we join into a conversation that leads to new light and insight. And we're hungry, and fed we go not just our way, but another way, with others, to say and proclaim and to live that there is light shining. There is light shining and new life the hope of the resurrected life in an otherwise dark, dirty, and discouraging world. Let us open our paths in these coming days, but especially our minds and our hearts. Let us take time with an intimate friend, maybe letting God be an intimate friend. And if the image of Jesus isn't the intimacy you're seeking, maybe it's silence or solitude or number, another name or no name for the one who is close now, draws near you and me and simply says, as Greg and I do with you, as the whole mountain community breathes in the air of a new springtime, with new birds migrating and life changing, I believe our God speaks to us and says, be still. And know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still. Be. My friends, Greg and I greet you as friends on our road, on your road. And as travelers together, let us move into the light. And let us walk with others who are still bearing the darkness. The Lord give you peace. Oh, Lord.
listen to the words of your son. I am 